Congratulations! You found it! The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing! Starring the original book divas Martha Steele and Vonnie Golden, and also featuring Megan Runyon, YA superfan. Rachel Young, a true crime goddess. These people are passionate about books. Maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination one book at a time. They are three book girls. It's like the wind. Like you're riding in the car with the window down. <laughs> you oh, just... I didn't tell you. We have a mobile house now. It just, yeah. I should <laughs> She's, you're on the way up here. That's exactly what it's like. It sounds like riding in a car. <laughs> Do you want me to just whistle the whole time? Will that help? Yeah. Could you do that? Do you mind? No, I don't mind. Oh, except the dog might. I'll just make like a really low, like um, moaning noise. That'll help. <laughs> that, that way, won't bother the dog. But it stops when we talk because our microphone overcomes the sound. Because okay. we're overpowering and you're breezy. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. Stop so trying to kill. Breezy. What was that um, on Friends when, like, is Phoebe or Rachel? She reads this book of like, don't let men take steal your wind or something. Oh yes, you guys are stealing my wind, man. <laughs> what? I don't remember that. Well, you totally yeah. washed your feet and feet in my pool of what is it? Yes, that's right. And then they burn all the stuff in the fire department. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't. Why yeah. do I not remember? Oh my that god, episode that's so hilarious. I don't either. And Ross comes in, and Rachel says, "How are you gonna? How am I gonna grow if you don't let me blow?" <laughs> yes. How am I supposed to grow <laughs> if you don't let me blow? <laughs> and Ross says, "You know, I don't mind if you do that." <laughs> I do not remember this episode at all. That's like one of my favorite episodes. I love it. Yeah, you should really look at that. I just binged them like a year ago, and I do not remember this episode. Oh, yeah. And have you ever watched, it's been a hot minute since it's been on, but it's it was called Being Human. The BBC version or the US version? Uh, well, the BBC only one I watched was... was the u.s version because that's what was on netflix uh, was that the where, where the werewolf the dude's the werewolf i have watched the bbc version they probably ran fairly similar the bbc one's amazing but I might, it might have been the bbc one that i watched i don't remember yeah to tell you the truth okay so what about the what about being i human? just want to watch it again and it's oh, not on anything yeah it I, makes me angry i think it is the bbc one because bbc has their own platform now and so they took all their shit and put it on their well own. the american version isn't on netflix either but i agree being human I never watched the American version, like I said, but the, oh. it might have been the BBC version that I watched. I can't remember. It had to have been because I don't remember the characters being overly pretty, like American version would be. I like the British version better because they they pay more attention to good acting. So this is the British version, people. It's like the girl with the curly hair. Yes, that's the one I watched. The guy that was in the the Titanic the guy episode. With the weird ears. I love him. The 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 one the werewolf was in an episode of Doctor Who as a pilot on a ship. He's it's the guy when, with the weird ears. Yeah, it's when yeah. David Tennant said "Alonzi." <laughs> I just remember the curly hair chick. Yes, who was she the ghost. was so good. Yeah, she oh was so good. God, I she love that good. show. But I I know I watched the American version too because I remember the werewolf from the American version, but the 
Ghost from the BBC version. Have you guys seen Big Sky? No. It's on TV right now. It's actually... Oh, I saw the pre... Is that... I saw the preview. I think I saw the preview. The Missing Girls, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Um, we were watching... We've actually been watching it since it came on because, you know, we're from Wyoming and anything that... We always give it a try if it's something from up there, like Wyoming, South Dakota, North Dakota, Montana, that sort of thing. And it's since it takes place in Montana, we were going to give it a shot. And as we were watching the beginning last night, Ron goes, CJ Box. I was like, what? Because CJ Box is an author that I've read before. It turns out it's based on a, a novel by him. So I think I'm going to read that. Oh, yeah. I'm on hold for it because, of course, the right now. The show's out, so everybody's yeah. Like, yeah. So I'll eventually get around to reviewing that, but I love the show. Because Ryan awesome. is, that, is it Ryan Phillippe that's in that one, or is that the don't other ask one? Ask me you, names of people. I should I know better know. than to ask Martha about TV character names. I haven't watched it, so I have no. I clue. think he. I feel like he is, but that he was, or he was in something else that was also about missing people. I know that the the lead blonde character. It's done. She muted. Oh, did she? Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> we were just like it stopped making noise and then I look over and I just see the little red X damn on. it Rachel she's playing her game listening to us she's fine I mean I like I said I can I can back out and that way it doesn't disrupt the show why do you want to why do you want to leave us you just want to leave us you just want to leave us no I don't want the show to be weird <laughs> and it be her fault no yeah I, I can't do anything to get rid of it I mean, do you want me to develop a nose whistle real quick so that we can distract from the underlying We can just play some breeziness. random like background music the whole time. <laughs> just be like, do, 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 do. we'll just make fun of the noise. Well, here's a really good thing. It's like raising my hand. Whenever I unmute myself, the noise will start and you'll know I have something to <laughs> Well, I'll stop while I'm like... Because that's exactly what happened when you muted yourself. We all looked at each other like, like we, we all stopped. looked up immediately. I know. That was actually a little bit of a social experiment. Um, <laughs> it'll be like my walk-up music. Like, people will know I'm going to talk before I talk. It's like when you're at a sports, you know, like you're at a baseball game and somebody's walk-up music starts and you're like, oh, that person's coming up to bat. Like, uh, I'm totally leaving this part in, just so you know. This is awesome. <laughs> Whenever it's Rachel's turn, we're all going to go, do. Are you ready for this? Well, you know this. This happens because um, this is the way. This is the way. Uh, fuck! It totally distracted me when the noise. <laughs> this is what happens in a pandemic when this, you have to record. That's right. When you, when you don't have a studio except for in your child's bedroom and you have to sort of make things work. Although having said that, if we were in the studio, we wouldn't be able to do this because we don't have a connection for zoom in the studio. Remember that's true. And the phone line is totally horrible to try to do. That's so, true. so actually this is a good thing. And I, it's more comfy at your house. I know it is very I can take my much shoes more. off. I, I can... know. It doesn't smell funny. Well, I, don't, I don't have to. I mean, I, I took my shoes off at the studio. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't have the microphone that like keeps moving as I move my head oh, around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always forgot about that. All the little quirks of the studio. I do miss being there every day, though. It makes me sad when I think about it until I, <laughs> I got a phone call from one of the salespeople. Uh, actually, it was Nicole. She's a salesperson now. 
I, I got a, a text from Nicole saying, what's with the weird Korean candy in your candy dish? Who and put I'm, candy in your I'm candy like, dish? Dude, I haven't been there for two months. I haven't been in the building for two months. And she goes, well, somebody put some weird candy in your candy dish. I said, take a picture. So she sends me a picture. And sure enough, it's this weird Korean candy in little wrappers in my thing. And I'm like, did BTS send the studio a care package? Well, just wait a second. Oh. So, so then I said, I said, well, why don't you open one and try it? She goes, I'm not doing it. So then she gets back on about two hours later. She goes, I think I solved the mystery. And I said, what? She goes, look at Facebook. And sure enough, the morning shows got their Patsy on there trying durian fruit candy. Uh. You heard of durian fruit, right? It's the big, huge fruit that um, they won't allow people to bring to work because it smells so bad. People actually have to vacate the building if it gets left in there. <laughs> See, I don't. I'm always at work by the time they start because they do it on Thursdays, don't they? I have no idea. I think it's something about like. I forget what the tagline is, yeah. it? but it's something with Thursdays. Well, because I, that's before I go to work, so I don't ever hear them do it. But, yeah. Um, <laughs> I always hear so, them teasing. So I send, so I get on there and I send a message to, uh, to Abe, who's their Patsy. And I said, dude, thanks for leaving hot garbage on my desk. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Abe. I don't know much about durian fruit. Maybe somebody oh, in the tribe. What's that? People also say that it smells or kind of tastes like rotten onion a little bit. Gross. Why would anybody want rotten onion candy? I don't know. Some people love that stuff, though. It's gross. Sadly, I do know exactly what in, that smells like. Do we have anybody in the tribe out there? W reach out to us. Seriously. We want to know about durian fruit. We are needing to be educated on durian fruit. Speaking of the tribe, you know, our map is totally filling up. Yeah, it's been exciting. I haven't seen yeah, any new comments this week. We used to have somebody in Japan, but I haven't heard back from anybody there. Man, China and Russia, they're looking pretty damn empty, but I don't know if we'll ever get people in those areas. But I said that about Africa, too. And dude, we got somebody from South Africa on our map. Which is pretty fantastic. I put a diamond on there since, you know. Oh, yeah, I see it Diamonds. down there. Yeah. Yep. I think it's clear. I think the only place we can safely say we're never going to have a tag on there is North Korea. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> can you imagine if our podcast broke through the wall of oh, North Korea? Oh, man. God. <laughs> I was going to say Saudi Arabia might be a bit of a stretch, too, because, you but know, technically, if there's someone's like stationed there, I was going to say there's an Air Force base there. Yeah. But can they get outside Internet? Well, yeah. yeah, the military base can. Oh, internet is. They come can. on, Saudi, bring it. We want to hear from you. We don't have anybody in Poland. We got a Finland. The map is looking pretty good. It, it is. It was a great idea. I was just going to say that I had a random conspiracy theory Trump loving. Hold on, I need to get my tinfoil hat. <laughs> Hang on, I don't have any. Facebook message that somebody sent to me, and I looked at it, and I read it, and I'm like, I would have much rather gotten a dick pic. Oh, my God. <laughs> An unsolicited dick pic than a freaking Trump pic. Really? People, somebody said Some, Somebody sent that to me in a message, and this is somebody that I actually know. And apparently, they don't know me too well because they sent that to me. I'm like, could you ever look at my Facebook because apparently you don't. Apparently. Apparently. If you're apparently. sending me these. 
And it was about the, you know, the election conspiracy. And it's oh, like, Jesus. this is what the map should have looked like. Ugh. And I'm like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Well, you know, it has been much less crazy. But come to think of it, <laughs> I think I unfriended every single person who was a conspiracy theorist. <laughs> Either I unfriended them or they unfriended me. Because yeah. I'm just done. Well, I just usually just unfollow. And I mean, everybody has a right to their opinion. That's for sure. But sending an unsolicited political message to somebody on Facebook is like sending an unsolicited dick pic. You That's can have true. your opinion, but it's not okay to take it out and wave it around without asking exactly. first. Yeah. If I wanted a helicopter, I'd call the airport. <laughs> oh, oh, my gosh. If the numbers start going down... I'll I'll come visit and I got my second vaccine last this past <gasps> week. So two out of four of us. I mean, if you wait a couple of months, then I'm gonna have a house with a yard, and you can just you're getting a house. I was like, say, wait, She's hold up, we missed this memo. to rent, but still. <gasps> But renting a house is still a step forward from renting an apartment. So right. congratulations. I mean, you yeah. would have to put up with my mom, but she just stays in her room anyway, so it's fine. <laughs> right, and she quit smoking. She still smokes the occasional wacky spliff. cigarette. <laughs> She's a spliff smoker, but... <laughs> What's that? Spliff? That's a, awesome. A I'm happy for you. That's mm -hmm. a British slang for a, for a joint. No, I've never heard that. A nope. spliff? What? Really? No. And all my I've heard another word for a cigarette, but I'm not going to say it on here. Fag? Yes. Fag. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You hear it in the British, British um, audiobooks all yeah. the time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know, but it doesn't feel right coming out of I my know. mouth. I know. I have the same problem. Yeah. Yeah. I can listen to it and I know what it means, but yeah. Which, in, which the definition of that word is technically a bundle of sticks so it is, it is a correct definition for a cigarette and dylan used to actually insult boys at school by calling them bundles of sticks <laughs> you're just a bundle of sticks because <laughs> i told him what that meant because one of my friends was like he's like he's like i don't get offended if someone calls me that because they're just stupid because i am not a bundle of sticks and i was like Touche. Or it means that you're a bundle of sticks, so you have your shit together. That's true. You're not just laying all around the yard. Yeah. <laughs> Willy nilly. Yeah, he was like, I don't get mad because they don't even know what the definition of the damn word is they're saying. Well, a shower <laughs> is a douche. So I don't mind people call me a douche. You're a shower. Yeah. See? Thanks. <laughs> a shower of what, though? <laughs> Could be a, a like very very showers we can go back down that dark that dark we hole could. We that could. dark dark black hole yeah i think we need to when you start talking about showers well, shall we just move on just talk about now. books yeah the book thing would be a good good idea now that we've given people something to google while they listen yes <laughs> i can i but can before so can we just talk so i love dr heather on our call on Friday night, Bonnie wasn't there. I mean, Rachel wasn't there either. So she's our, our newer to our Friday night call, and she's a veterinarian. And she told us on the call last night that she listens to us during surgery. She absolutely she <laughs> operates on pets whilst Aww. listening to us. She's she's in her her crew will occasionally come in and go. What the hell are you listening to? <laughs> I mean, I guess that means we're calming and soothing to her. So I Maybe. took it as a compliment. It was just funny when she was like, I listen to you guys doing surgery. <laughs> Maybe I need to be on the call. I could talk to her about, is this, Echo does this, is this normal? See? Yep. There sure. are definite perks and pluses to coming on. Well, to I Friday thought about call. coming onto the call last night and I was all ready to like open up my computer and look. And then I remembered you were doing that video for YouTube on 
Oh, during yeah. the call and i was like nope yeah we, we've well by the time you logged up we were probably done we did it about seven fifteen. no so. i was actually home early for oh. some reason last night i don't know traffic was moving fast it i was, need to edit that it was today. another fast this and the week. furious kind of day uh, yeah on oklahoma roads and we had a new friend uh amy joined us for the first time yeah from, from gillette wyoming the razor city I saw her on the on the post mm-hmm. asking questions. Yep. Because yep. Martha was so good and posted the thing, and then she forgot to post the link. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Was... Amy's like, "Is there a link?" And Martha's like, "Oh shit, we're, <laughs> we're really organized around here." Yeah. I mean, sometimes we are. Yeah. It just wasn't. That, I, I even thought about it. I almost texted you, and then I got distracted and forgot because I was like, "I think I she meant to put the link." Yeah, in. I would have figured for... it out eventually. People yeah. would have been texting me saying, "Hello, McFly." <laughs> All right. All right, Bonnie, what do you have for us this week, my dear? So this week I read a book totally picked because of the author, Ruta Sepetis, and it's called The Fountain of Silence. This book was okay. It wasn't one of my favorite books of hers. Um, I don't think it's probably going to be a five star like her other books were because, you know, I just absolutely loved her other couple of books that I read of hers. But it was still good. This would be good for a younger audience. It's more like a YA book. You would probably like this, Megan. Oh, I think I've seen the cover of this book. It sounds, I'm visualizing the cover when you said the title. So I think I've looked at it. Yeah. And what this is, it's set in Madrid in 1957. So it's uh, during Franco's dictatorship, reign of dictatorship, but it is not very long after Franco allowed America to come back into Spain to do business and tourism and everything else. Kind of the version that Americans see of Spain isn't actually Spain. It's all like a facade. You don't actually see the like the really poor parts of Spain or realize how deteriorating the dictatorship has been for the country. Mm-hmm. But you learn about this through one of the main characters um i think her name was anna and she of course lives there and she works at one of the american hotels and there is a family from texas who comes in father is a big oil business and he goes in to talk about being able to drill or for his business to go into spain Hmm. and their son daniel I believe his name is, is the same age as Anna, just graduated high school, everything else. And he's very interested in being a photographer. And he wants to like get in and be like National Geographic, get into the country and take the real pictures, not just a pretty sunset or something like that. So he kind of integrates himself into Anna's life to take pictures of real Spain and as this little romance develops between them you kind of figure out that there's more going on that isn't said and a lot of it has to do with um, the orphanages in Spain and about the people that rebelled against Franco during the Civil War so was the the Spanish Civil War happening like on top of World War Two Or is it before? I'm sorry. Um, I just totally threw off your review. I'm just thinking timeline-wise, trying to put my mind where we are. I think it happened after World War II, but before this, because... I was like, because shit, that was a lot of stuff happening at once if they were happening at the same time. 
The Spanish Civil War actually happened from 1936 to 1939, so it happened right before. A little bit of an over. Oh, no, 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 no. a little bit right before. 1939. Yeah, so it overlapped a little bit at the end, so it was like almost in between World War I and World War II. I mean, I think that's when Russia's Civil War was happening too, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. There was a lot of turmoil in the early 1900s. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> let's hope we don't have a repeat. Let's hope we don't have like pandemic, civil war, civil wars, big war. <laughs> like, let's not repeat the no, 1900s. That would be nice. Right. But from Anna's point of view, you kind of get an idea of, you know, how poor the country is and how Franco has kept everybody, you know, really down in the economy. The average person in Spain only makes like, $18,000 through five years. They oh hadn't had a, a general raise in pay, like what people make as an average, hadn't changed in 30 years. Wow. While Franco was in power. Mm-hmm. And um, he was very big on the Catholic Church. So anyone who didn't believe the same as he believed were considered going against the government. Mm. And they would be they would go to prison basically i mean it's just it was just bad altogether but you learn a lot of the things that happened a lot of the things that happened is basically focused around the um orphanage orphanages in spain even though you find out all these other tidbits and a lot of it is focused on the relationship between daniel and anna because for anna to date daniel is a huge no i mean that's not allowed wow if they find out that she has spent time with him without a chaperone she could get served with a prostitution card damn just to spend time just to spend time together without a chaperone not even like you know caught stupid prudes man with without their hands showing just in a restaurant by themselves without another person present you get a prostitution card so it's like a reverse dance card exactly really yeah could you fill this up please (laughs) (laughs) how many punch until i get one free (laughs) i think i have another one in my purse somewhere here but i mean this was a good read even though the only reason that i would not give it five stars is because it read too much like a ya book but Too, too heavy on the romance right yeah yeah it was a lot about daniel and anna's developing mm-hmm. romance which doesn't end exactly like you think it's going to so there is a little bit of a twist and you find out another twist that happens with the orphanage that was kind of interesting so if you are a fan of historical fiction but not a fan of all of the violence that i usually read about (laughs) this one would probably be a good one for you i mean when i was reading this and somebody asked me about the book i was reading at work i'm like "Mm, it's okay i said i'm getting a little sleepy reading reading it though there's no torture violence or sex (laughs) how the hell am i supposed to stay awake oh gosh you're like i just read 900 pages of violence torture it's very different after coming off of a ken follett book let me tell you but it was very sweet and it would be great for a younger Mm -hmm. generation or somebody who does not want to read quite quite the violence of world war ii of the (laughs) 
the horrors of war that I read. Mm, fair. Oh, the horrors of war. The horrors. The horrors. That prostitution card is coming out again. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, that's good. That sounds interesting, though. But I mean, it's sweet. And every once in a while, we do have somebody that asks us, "Would could you have a? Do you have a book that you could recommend that's historical fiction that doesn't have quite so much violence?" Or actually, I think I should tell my sister about that book. My yeah, and my this would be a great one sister. for anyone who doesn't want quite the in detailed descriptions as what is in a lot of the books I read. But I think that's a good thing for people. Is there profanity in it? I mean, probably a little bit. That's what she doesn't like. She doesn't like any profanity. I said, well, just don't listen to but, my podcast. Though. But not a lot. I mean, it wasn't she overwhelming. <laughs> She tried. She tried. <laughs> why? Why do you have to be? Why do you have to have such a filthy mouth? <laughs> my mom. My mom was funny because I told her like, "Yeah, Martha does all our editing." She was, "Oh, like if you cuss or something." I was like, "Oh no, we do that all the time." <laughs> <laughs> no, we wouldn't have a podcast off if she cut all that out. Well, <laughs> I'll have you know too. Yet another study has come out that has shown that people who engage in profanity to a certain level have you know, certain, a higher, a little bit higher level of um, intelligence and others, you know, or just. Just say it. We're smarter than other people, Rachel. Just say it. And it's a good stress reliever. It's very good stress reliever. I agree. It's not all tied up with things. But that book again, before we forget, is The Fountain of Silence by Ruta Sepetys. And if you like YA in historical fiction, this would be a good one for you. Sweet. Maybe a good one for Phoenix to start on. Oh, that's true. Um, maybe. Maybe. My little know. sister. I don't know if she's into historical fiction. She never knows it until she tries. That's Phoenix, true. give it a go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Read about one of them cowboys in Texas. Could be that too. Speaking of Texas, Rachel. Rachel. <laughs> okay. You didn't get invited invited to the... Um, the Texas brouhaha over the weekend where all the girls where Brittany and the Shonas went and rented a cabin to read together in the forest. Why didn't I get invited? I don't know. I, don't know. I think they better fucking explain themselves to you because you live in Texas too. Oh, that they're all together. I thought that was a family trip that she was on. No. no. <clears throat> oh, well, I'm offended now. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the woods, into the woods and out of the woods. They said, God bless Texas, except the panhandle. No, not the panhandle. Well, I'm going to go ahead and take back every like and... You better... (laughs) You know what you need to do? You need to text them and say, thanks for inviting me, you bitches. Sorry, we'll do something. We'll do something together. Apparently, I don't count. Well, but, they didn't invite us either. But not so in the forest, okay? Can yeah, it I be like... can live in Texas. I know. <laughs> I don't know if they could fit four people in that closet of a cabin. It was pretty they... small. Was it small? It's tiny. a it's a tiny you home, basically, so it has like a loft. I didn't want to go anyway. Well, speaking of books that are appropriate for uh, YA, mine is not one of them. <laughs> I was like, someone's stealing my platform. We need something with some violence, torture, and sex. Help us out. Um, so mine actually has a lot of that. There is a lot of profanity. There is a lot of sex. Our main character is a cage fighter. Mm. So Bring it. That. That's where yeah. those abs come in, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's a beautiful man on the cover. Of as, course. As, um, <laughs> is he shirtless? So, uh, yes. Oh. Yes, yes. Oh, yep. oh, hey. 
Hey, sexy. Um, so the the title of this book is it's called Love Hurts by Mandy Beck. This is the first book in a series. I will say that because this first book does end on a cliffhanger. So if you pick it up, I don't want any nasty messages saying <laughs> what the hell, Rachel? Because <laughs> I'm telling you, the second I I finished this when I was laying in bed and it was like ten o'clock, and it ended on a cliffhanger. And I was like, well, fuck this. I went and bought it and read a couple chapters of the next one just because I was like, I can't sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So so this is a series. I don't know how many books there are, though. But um, so our main character, like I said, is uh, a cage fighter. And this story centers around him and his brothers and his dad uh, and his dad owns a gym along with his best friend and his best friend has a daughter and so of course this girl has grown up with these these boys and um, obviously it's a romance novel so he has feelings nobody says anything blah 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 but there's a little more to the story um interwoven into it um and one night, you know, she's with somebody else and they he's out of town on a fight or something and they get a call from her that she's been badly injured. Essentially, someone broke into their home or was in the home. We don't really know who it is at this point. Um, and, I mean, she has been severely beaten uh, to the brink of, like, she's... she. I, it's really, really bad. Um, And so this kind of unfolds. So there's a mystery going on within this sort of love story, um, as well as our main character uh, trying to sort of get his shit together a little bit because he's a bit of a hothead when it comes to certain things. So, um, but I don't want to give away too much since it's, uh, it, it is a series. The first book was good. Obviously, it was good enough that practically in the middle of the night when the first book ended, I bought the second one. So <laughs> That's how I felt you about know, the Dirty the- Billionaire book. I was like, I need the second one right now. It yeah. has to be good. If it, if you get up to put a bra on to go to Walmart to get the new book. No, you don't. Did you no, go to I bought it. I was going to say. So, oh. The first book, and this, this kind of plugs back to one of our YouTube videos. The first book I got was a physical copy from my reveal romance book box. So it introduced me to this series. And when I wanted to read the other book, I just went and bought it on Kindle. Kindle I think. Oh, well, see, I'm, a- I'm thinking that you got up and I like would- put your shoes on to go outside and see my, to buy it. My okay. whole thing was, I was just going to say in the olden days, we would have had to go put on a bra and hope that the store had it. Yeah, but at ten right. o'clock at night, the freaking bookstore would have been closed, and then you would have had to wait till the next morning to go see if they even had it. I yeah, do but that. a lot of the a lot of, you can buy a lot of books at drugstores. Yeah, they have a huge selection of especially books at romance drugstores. books. Yeah, I've stopped before because I'm like I need something to do, and picked a book out from the drugstore. Awesome, that mm-hmm. would have really pissed well, me off though if I had gone specifically gone out at ten o'clock at night and they didn't have it. That is true. But anyway, I mean, I've actually done that before. It's probably something that I wouldn't have picked up on my own had it not come in one of my book boxes. But I'm glad that it did. I I like it. I'm going to finish out the series, I think. Um, There there's definitely some good steamy scenes, but um, but there there is a little bit of depth to it, obviously, with a bit of a mystery going on and 
Uh, again, that's Love Hurts by Mandy Beck. Love Hurts. <laughs> but remember when I was uh, reading The Frankensteins by Dean Koontz? Oh, yeah. It was back before he had released all of them. But I messed up and I bought the second book instead of the first book by mistake. Oh. And I went home and I started reading it. And this is Tyler wasn't home, obviously, at the time because he was still young. Um, and uh, I figured out by the like the third chapter, I'm like, this isn't making sense. So I called my friend. I'm like, this Frankenstein series isn't making sense. She's like, what does the cover look like? And I told her she's like, that's book two. Oh. So I went out to the drugstore and they actually had book one. So I had to like put my bra on, put my shoes on and go to the drugstore and find the first book because I just really wanted to read that book mm. that night. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. And I read it until four o'clock in the morning. We'll see. There you go. Hmm. I kind of miss, though, being able to just like go to the store and wander and be like, what books? Well, yeah, that part of it is sad, but I, I still absolutely love flipping through the library while I'm on the toilet or... I'm a, I'm about to have to find another to library to join because I'm getting pissed off at this week. You can only keep an audiobook from our library for like a week. You need really? to change for need, Edmund. You can change your for Metro. You can oh, change. Oh no, you can it change it. I get days. Shut the front. I get mine for fourteen days, 14 and I'm days. Metro. How do you do that? There's a section in your account where you can tell it how long you want to check it out for. No. Yeah. Man. What? Where? Because Rachel was making me mad because she was like, I get my book from the Toledo library for like three weeks. Um, <sighs> and it would be my account. Okay, we'll play with that later. I'll figure it out. But <laughs> Crappyolia, the book that I'm reading, I only have four hours left on. Shit. Aww. Now I got to request it again. I wonder what the hold is. Request, you piece of shit. See, this is why we need a longer damn library hold. Like a library Well, that's my router. own fault because I put a bunch of stuff on hold all at one time and then I didn't have time to read uh, it. Yeah, I had that happen to me the other day too. Yeah. All right. So I am also going down a little bit of a romance hole. I know Martha's now mad, but it's what's next up on my queue. I can't it's go out fine. of order. It's fine. It's <laughs> fine. I can't go out of order because then I forget what I've reviewed. Um, so a couple weeks back, I actually reviewed the second book of this series because I read the second one first, not realizing it was the second one first. So I am reviewing Waiting for Tom Hanks by Carrie Winfrey. And this is the first book in the series. The one I reviewed a few weeks back is actually the second one. Now the second one makes even more sense. <laughs> but like I said, when I reviewed the second one, you can read the second one. I never read the first one because it focuses on the same people, but it's two separate storylines. So it didn't feel totally jarred when I screwed up the order. But if you want to start at the beginning, this is the one for you. So Annie is our main character. It's set in Columbus, Ohio, which is I loved about it because I lived there for a really long time. And she wants to be the next Nora Ephron. Like, that is her dream. Like, she is all in on rom like romantic comedies and, like, romances. And she just wants that perfect Hallmark relationship. Like, that's her dream in life. So she's always looking for her Tom Hanks because she's decided that Tom Hanks is the epitome of all romance actors. And she wants her He kind own. of is when you consider how long he's been married. True, but she means, like, his character-wise. Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing wrong with Tom Hanks in personal or character-wise. Absolutely agree. He's, like, the perfect person. Could we clone him about yeah. five? 
10 times yeah a couple hundred times thousand times yeah <laughs> just for you. you you know just so you can have your own personal tom hanks yeah i mean we I all want my personal we tom own hanks. we all want our own tom hanks and that's her her philosophy on relationships is like if he i do tom hanks see everyone likes tom, tom hanks. hanks is pretty awesome yeah. i've liked him even way back when he was bosom buddies remember bosom buddies oh he was so cute back he then. was he had such big curly hair oh he did have really good curly hair but yes, yeah, so our main girl, Annie, wants to be a adult novel writer like Nora Ephron. And she, there's a new movie being filmed in Columbus and come to find out that it is, I think it's a rom-com and her dad went to school with the director and he's like, oh, I should see if I can get you a job on the set because she needs a job. And she's like, no, please don't embarrass me, but like, please do at the same time. <laughs> Um, because I would die. Cause it's like a well-known, it's like a, the like rom-com director. If John Hughes were a romance director, this would be that guy. Like everybody wants to be in his movies. And so she of course meets the lead actor at the worst possible time. <laughs> she like spills coffee on him and all these things start to go wrong. His name is Drew and she's convinced that he's just like another cocky asshole actor. She never really gives him a chance to not be like, she just assumes that everything he's saying is him being snarky or him being an asshole. And her friend who is the second book focuses on the friend and her friend is like, you idiot. You just had a meet cute with drew in the middle of Columbus. And she's like, no, no, he's being an ass. I spilled coffee on him. He's being an ass. And she's like, I'm fine. So the whole book, I did get a little bit annoyed with Annie because it was one of the, I felt like she couldn't see the forest through the trees moments. Like all the things, if you're watching it from the outside, you're like, she's living a rom-com. Like she had her meat cute and they had the thing keeping them apart. And they had like all these things going back and forth. And so I did get a little bit annoyed with her, but I feel like that's probably very true for most people. Like if the perfect relationship is like staring you in the face, you're probably like, no, it's too good. Like, it can't, nope, I got to find a way to like self-sabotage. And that's basically what she's doing throughout the book with the relationship with Drew. And it was just a lot of fun and watching her friend be like, you're an idiot. Like you're living a rom-com. And she's like, no, no, I'm not. He's an asshole. And she's like, you're wrong. <laughs> and so it's, it's just a really fun book. I really enjoyed it. I need to know when the third one's coming out and who that's going to center around. Cause I am here for it. Cause there's one and two. So there should probably be a three. Yeah. And the, of course it's a rom-com. So you get a little bit of the like grand gesturing and, Things like that. But it doesn't always come from the person you expect it to come from. So that was Waiting for Tom Hanks by Carrie Winfrey. And I gave it five stars. I loved it. Five stars. (laughs) Yes. Well, what do you know? I have a five star read for you. Woo. I was was looking at my books and all the stuff I've read recently, um, I just really haven't been able to find anything that fits the bill. And I think we talked about that last week, but I wasn't thinking about the book that I keep thinking I've reviewed and I haven't. So I'm going to review a book that I actually read a while ago, but then reread recently when I discovered that I hadn't reviewed it the first time. I think I might have mentioned it in passing in one of the very, very early podcasts, but I'm absolutely positive I did not review it. It's called... Perdido Street Station by China Mieville. Okay, to call this a weird book would be, it's mm-hmm. it's so weird 
that I had to read it again because there's no way I would have been able to come close to explaining what it's about. Actually, that's probably still true. But if you like weird steampunk slash sci-fi type reads, then you might like this. It's very complex. That's the only thing that might make it a little intimidating because it really, it, it, there's a lot of stuff going on in it. Um, here's what, I'm, I'm just going to read what I put on my Goodreads review because this is, this pretty much sums it up. It's a full body experience of a horrifically beautiful slum laid out in a, this compelling novel. Tender lovemaking between man and bug, moths that feed on dreams, and an army of sentient... Vegetables? No. Damn. An army, Sorry, Keith. <laughs> and an army of sentient cleaner, sentient cleaner bots is just the tip of this glittering garbage pile of awesomeness. This is why Martha gets asked to write the blurbs, because her reviews say <laughs> shit like that. I don't write them very often, but when I do, I really, I really shine. Um, it, it's, it's very, very... Well, I, I, that just says it all. But I will give you the broad strokes of what it's about. The main character is kind of a genius guy. And he lives in this loft apartment that he's using as like a like Laboratory. a lab, like a lab, like a big. I I picture it as a big industrial space where he's doing experiments. And what he does is is there's this guy that comes to him, and he it's hard to explain because there are so many different pieces to this. Okay, so the guy comes to him, and he wants he wants him to help him fly again because his wings have been removed because so it's a guy or a bug well no the the character that comes to him is a he's another race of being i can't remember what what they're called right off the top of my head but he got in trouble and so as punishment they took his wings so he's kind of like a, a some sort of a bird hybrid creature not a pretty bird i'm not talking about a nice looking bird i'm talking about a scary looking bird so he comes to him and he, he, he wants to pay him to come up with a solution to help him fly again. Well, this main character is really super, super smart. And so he's working on this problem. And in order to figure out what to do, he has this friend of his. I use the term friend very loosely because this is the guy that gets things for people. Okay. So he says, okay, I want you to go out and I want you to bring me one of everything that you can find that flies and bring it back here. Everything, bugs, birds. And of course he names all these weird creatures. And so this dude goes out and he begins gathering all of these beasties and the guy keeps them in cages in this loft area. Well, <sighs> this dude is able to... he. He sort of spreads the word about what he needs and he gets a caterpillar from some guy who works in this lab, government lab. And what the guy does is he, there's supposed to be four caterpillars in the box and he just sort of scratches it out and puts three and then gives, and then sells off one of the caterpillars. Well, turns out this caterpillar is something really specialized. And by specialized, I mean... It ends up 
causing the people in the lab to have nightmares. It like sucks out your Was it like the Mothman? Well, no, not really. Okay. But maybe kind of. What did they call that? Like a succubus or something? No, no. It's something totally, totally new and different. Don't ask me to say what the name is because I can't, I don't have my, I don't, I didn't write that down. But um, what he discovers, this drug dealer buddy of his is in, in the house one day and he can't get the damn caterpillar to eat anything. And he's frustrated because he can't get it to eat anything. But his drug dealer buddy's in the lab one day and this thing is going crazy near him. And he's like, well, what do you got? And he's got this dream shit. Hmm. And so he buys all of the supply that the guy has and then feeds it to this thing. And it's and then it starts to grow. Well, long story short, the thing escapes. Of course it does. Of course it does. But in the meantime, this is the guy. He has a girlfriend and it's like a cross species relationship. I can't even describe what this thing must look like. I mean, it's it's a woman with the head of a bug. So and she doesn't really she mostly speaks through sign language through her head legs. I know it's absolute. This book's weird even for you. I know. So anyway, there is a storyline that goes through it, but there's all this weird shit, too. And it's like steampunk because it's not quite. It's, oh. I'm not explaining. No, you're doing, you are. You're totally explaining it. I just can't get over head legs. Would that be like antennas? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, they're actual legs. She has, and I can't picture it either, but he talks about her head legs all the time. But she has head legs that has hands because she's doing sign language, but. Yeah, I know. So the legs with hands? Don't overthink it. I'm telling you. So just this kind of makes me think of like remember in Toy Story when Woody and Buzz get stuck in the little kid's house that likes to destroy toys. Oh, and they baby doll. They put them all together in different. This is this is a character from. It sort of is. What was that little kid, Sid? Sid. This is this is a character from Sid's room. Yeah, (laughs) Sid actually wrote this book, and she's actually (laughs) the girlfriend is an artist, and she takes this secret. What do you call it when they hire an artist to do a specialty work? Commission. She gets hired to do a commission by this shadowy figure, and she doesn't tell her boyfriend about it. Of course, that's always a terrible idea, and it turns out that a lot of these things are connected in the end. So, like I said, a highly complex plot, a highly complex world, and just amazingly, horrifyingly, I don't even know what. But it's so good that if you like this kind of thing, it's going to be a classic for you. It's, hmm. it's not going to appeal to a wider audience. It'll, it'll be mostly people who are interested in, in sci-fi, but you really should read it. It's called Perdido Street Station. By China Miebel. That sounds like a very weird book. <laughs> I know. Sounds like one that I am not going to read. No, you'll never read it. You'll never. But now, if they turned it into a Netflix spe- like series, actually, I would I think probably it is, be down for it. I, I want to say that I've heard rumor of it being adapted, and there's more than one book in the world. Because I so. could see it being really good as like an like as a. Because there's so much, there's so many layers. There's a lot of stuff going yeah. on in it. And that's why it's so hard. That's why one of the reasons I didn't review it when I read it the first time 
because a it took me a really long time to read because it's so complex you can't rush through it you can't turn the, you can't turn the speed up on that shit because you get lost mm. you mean you had to listen to it in real I time listen to it in real in, in time. normal people time oh my gosh yep. twice two times that's how good i thought how it was. long is the audiobook um is it a, ch- a it's hunger? a chunky one yeah yeah it's chunky I just got the fourth book in the Cinder series for re- and things 24 hours long. Yeah. I, was I like, mean, you got It's a commitment. You know, when you find something like that, that I was just so interested in finding out the details of some of this stuff that I just couldn't. It's like you can't look away when there's a lot going on in the book, even when it's long, it doesn't seem like it's that long. True. Because, I mean, the Follett books are... 913 right. pages. Well, well the one... audio, they're between 24 and 36 yeah. hours long on the audio. and the, But there's so much going on that you can't... Well, yeah. in this one, they were, there were a few spots that I almost gave up the first time I read it. And there were also a few spots during the, the second read that I was like, is this really going to be worth it? And I kind of knew it was because, obviously, I read it the first time. I thought it was well worth the read, but it's a commitment. And if you are a true sci-fi slash fantasy fan, I think you'll like it. That's just my own opinion. So awesome. Sweet. It's kind of hard to go on from there because it's so bizarre. It's like, you know what this book reminds me of? It reminds me of trying to explain a dream to someone. Mm, yeah. I get that because there's sometimes I'll have like a super scary dream. But then when I try to explain to somebody what happened, they can't stop laughing. I'm like, no, it wasn't funny. It was scary. Yeah. Or, or, or like, the scary part where you're trying to explain it. People go, God damn, that's that's what, horrific. What's like, what? wrong with your brain? What the hell did you eat before you went to bed? Exactly. That's exactly what this book is like. Very, very hard to explain. But yet you can't stop looking at it. Kind of like Rachel looking at Abby right now. Mm-hmm. That's true love right <laughs> That's there, true friends. love. <laughs> We're looking at Rachel and she's like looking deep into Abby's eyes and patting her ears and talking sweet nothings. Christ. She's my girl. Ugh. Hey, you've not met her. You don't know. Bonnie gets it. I understand. I just, I feel like she's like making sure she's in your sight because she's like, do not try to bring another dog into my house she's like how dare you yeah she was a little pissed off but this is why vani and i send dog pictures to each other not to martha yeah. thank you i appreciate yeah, I want that some cute dog pictures sometimes <laughs> megan likes yeah, dogs i have lots of yeah. dog pictures of echo but hey she sat and looked at me so i'm not i'm not gonna leave a sister hanging yeah <laughs> my dog sits and stares at me in the morning and i try to avert my eyes do you know oh. why they do that because she loves me that's why yeah yeah (laughs) i feel like i feel like i feel like a bad boyfriend around my dog you're such a bad boyfriend (laughs) you you only go out and and when you want something i just love i go out i go out and feed her and play with her and pet her but i just always love that when chloe brings me a toy to like greet me when i walk through the gate it's like her like welcome to my house she does. She's she is a great. And then dog. she wants a treat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she doesn't bring me a toy. She's just like, hey, bitch, give me a treat. <laughs> she just wants to give me a present. No, she gets all waggly and 
She yeah. gets wiggly in the butt. Yep. And then does. I pet her for a few minutes and then she barks at me and runs to the door. Yep. Because she knows she's getting something off you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's another reason they look at you too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She knows I'm a sucker. Yeah. Like, listen, you have the opposable thumbs and you're tall. Open and that fucking the- bag right now and get me yeah. something out of mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I can't even eat, and you guys can probably attest to this who have dogs, you can't even eat anything that is in a bag and crinkles because then they come running and they're like yo what you got like, yeah. that's I'm obviously like, for me right there well it's not the yeah. crinkles so much for me it's the smell she can smell and she knows uh-huh. oh my god i gotta tell you the funniest thing the other day when i went grocery shopping one of the things i bought was cheese which she loves cheese and usually like if i go in the kitchen like to make my dinner or whatever i'll get the shredded cheese out and just put a little bit in her dish and I came in from Walmart and set my Walmart bag on the floor so I could shut the door. And all of the stuff, even the one with the meat, the only one that she was interested in getting into was the one that had the shredded cheese in it. <laughs> Man, my dog loves cheese, too. Because she knows what it looks like. I mean, she didn't, like, try to bite it open or anything. She just had, she just had her, her nose whole in nose it. in it. <laughs> Man, your dogs are... Abby doesn't get cheese. I won't give her dairy or anything. But this morning, you better believe... I cooked an egg, like I scrambled her an egg in the microwave because her bowls are microwave safe. Uh-huh. And then I added some of her wet food and her dry food. I'll give her a scrambled egg a few times a week. But oh, I Jesus. Really? Because I, I don't. You, you've, got to, you've got to know that you, you're going too far when you have to cook for your dog, Rachel. But Literally, I crack an egg into her bowl and toss it in the microwave. How is that a lot of work? She's not wrong. It's not really that much work. If you're cooking for I, yourself, I, then what does it, I mean. See, we used to keep our. I literally cracked it open into her food bowl. It's not like I'm even using an extra bowl. Zhuzhed it up with a fork. Whatevs. We used to keep my dog's I'm not the right person to talk to in her this. In the pantry. So anytime you went into the kitchen and opened the pantry, you'd hear like, and she'd be like, what you getting? Are you getting me something? What are you getting? Can I get a snack too? Can I get one of those? I think the best thing though and I don't know if Echo does this, but she knows when we open the dishwasher because if the dishes are dirty, we let her lick them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Boots but the problem that. is, is she can't distinguish when they're dirty and they're clean. So when you're trying to empty it, it's like oh. the worst game ever because you have to open it and grab shit really quick. And then and shut she it. And she's like, let me see that. You're like, no, 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 fuck. These are clean. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> don't lick these ones. Start I'll with. tell you this. I oh, interviewed I for the job. You interviewed yeah, for the job. Yeah. And? Have you heard yet? Not yet, because there was another applicant that I think was supposed to interview Friday. Um, so I don't know if they did, but I'm hoping to at least get maybe a preliminary answer by late next week. Whoop, whoop, whoop. That's awesome. All the book so, girls need to send good vibes to Rachel. Sending it your way. Doop, doop. Yes. I felt like a bumbling idiot on the interview, but, you know, I answered everything the best I could. So I always felt like a bumbling idiot. (laughs) I know. And I know this stuff, but it's like, you know, when you hear things coming out of your head and you're like, and you ask yourself, am I rambling? I feel like I'm rambling. Oh my God. Or or you're like, did that sound really like I was sucking up? Because Mm -hmm. I want it to sound like I'm smart, but not like I'm like a yes man. (laughs) I hate interviews. At this week at work, um, people were talking about, I guess a couple of the um, people that are like one step above me, the underwriters, 
um they have pools at their house so they're like oh yeah everybody needs to get together we need to have a pool party i'm like i'm out on that until i can lose about 150 pounds so let me get back to you you're like put me on that list for next year everybody okay i understand that pools are fun and everything but i don't understand why it's fun to sit outside and drink margaritas when it's 105 degrees i want to sit inside in the air conditioning not outside yeah Yeah. and let's be honest um Megan, I'm sorry. I know you're a swimmer, but pools are like 25% pee and like yeah, at okay least 10% spit. And I don't want to get in that thing. I yeah, don't care if I, you're I, I like to sit on the outside and sunbathe. Mm. But then it's yeah, then you're just, just hot and sweaty. I don't mind being hot. Ugh. For a Bonnie very short for a very short period of time, no. I will give myself 30 to 45 minutes and then I'm done. See, I will sit in my pool drinking my margarita and be super happy for hours. Yeah, but then I just get hot and sunburnt and drunk. (laughs) No, you have to be in the pool. I still get hot and sunburnt and drunk. (laughs) I just don't don't feel it until the next day. Swimming around in everyone else's pee. (laughs) Right, exactly. Listen, if I wanted that kind of stuff, I'd go back to internet dating. (laughs) (laughs) Or you could just date Trump now that he's not the president. Here's here's a question. Can I get a roster of whoever's on this Texas list so I know who to hold a grudge against? <laughs> the Shonas? Well, first of all, wait, wait, wait. First of all, we should explain that the Friday Night Tribe is where they met. All right? Uh-huh. They met online when we started uh-huh. doing the Friday Night Call. And recently, Shona... G, who lives in Dallas, drove down to where Brittany lives, which is south of Dallas, and had lunch with her. And then after that, Shona L, who lives in Houston, drove all the way up to pick up Shona G and then came here for the podcast. You've heard the results of that. And then they made plans, Shona G and Shona, and Brittany all made plans to rent this little cabin or whatever. It's a, it's a tiny home cabin. And spend the weekend reading together. So that that's who you hold the grudge that's against. That's who. And, and yeah, I'm a Scorpio and I'm real good at holding grudges and, and being, being just a salty bitch. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, work on that. So I'm feeling a little left out. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. But we did, however, we did discuss the idea of finding a place that has a bunch of cabins or a hotel nearby where we can all find a just a a general uh, central location and just take it over for the weekend. Post-pandemic, of course. Yes, post-pandemic. Do you ever watch Wine Country that was on Netflix not too long ago? No, was it good? Well, that it's kind of about that. A bunch of friends getting together that don't necessarily spend every day together. They live in different places oh. and they all get together and go to wine country. I mean, it's a comedy. It's Well, that's what we're going to do. Hilarious. We'll call it book country. Shona G took 36 books with her for a three-day weekend. Yeah, 36. There were 100 books in that tiny house. There they really are our people, you guys. They really are. Mm-hmm. I was jealous of the hammock and the fireplace situation. I was jealous, period. Yeah. 
we felt left out. If I was going to go to a cabin in the woods, this would be the time of year to do it because it's cold. I don't want to go in the summertime when there's like bugs, bugs and shit. Yeah. And I have to put tea towels underneath my boobs to sop up the sweat. <laughs> well, I'm not here. using the tea towels in that cabin. <laughs> Holy fuck. Oh my God. You guys should smell here. like, oh, it's Bonnie's boob towel. <laughs> that, that would be, you know, they actually make boob separators too that you can sleep with. So, do, what you're so saying wouldn't that just is, be called a bra? <laughs> No, 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 no. Not all bras are separators. No, look, it's an actual thing, and they make different sizes for different size boobs. And so I think this would go along with Vani's boob towel. You would need this too. So when you lay down on your side, you stick it in between your boobs so they don't like stick together or do. I mean, because we all know the underwrite. So what we're saying then is if. If we just make sure to gift Vani with some boob separators, we won't need the boob towel? Wait, I'm going to Google boob separator. Let's see what comes up. Is it weird? Oh. Is it weird that I'm now singing in my head, boob separator? <laughs> oh, it's not even like a bra. It's like a it's like a, a razor bag, a but device. it goes in the yeah. front. Oh, that looks obscene. That looks uncomfortable. Boob separator. It's like a jock strap for your chest. It's, just turn your sports bra around backwards. <laughs> no, just just get yourself a jock strap and wear, wear it upside down. <laughs> Oh. No, 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 Vani, did you see the one that it looks like uh, they're in different colors and they're different sizes and you just put them in between? It looks like a yeah, pool noodle. like that. It's like a, it's a boob pillow, kind of like a body pillow, but it's just for your boobs. So well, basically we can't go anywhere hot because Vani needs a boob tea listen. towel and a boob separator. <laughs> I just don't want it anywhere hot. Listen, it's just, I still want one of these Tata towels. That is hilarious, but I can this see that getting. I can see that getting. Um, it's like a scarf getting, for your boobs. I can see somebody picking that up to wipe wipe the sweat off of their brow or something, and going, "Cow, this thing is funky. Where has this thing been?" There, yeah. <gasps> oh my god, I've seen those. I want one so bad. Oh my gosh. Do you? Have I wonder one? if we could get some of those on Redbubble. Some Tata towels. No, we do not need Bubble. Tata towels. I don't need it. That would probably fit over you my put, head. You could put like the three on one boob and book girls on the other. Oh God. Or See? three book girl tribe. Yeah. See? Oh no. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> I bet you that you could use that as a bookmark. Oh. <laughs> and on that note, that's going to do it for Three, three book, book Girls. Why is this book damp? Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Check them out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Follow them on TikTok, YouTube, and check out their website at threebookgirls.com. And join the group Three Book Girls Tribe on Facebook. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend or join them at one of their live events. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.